1: Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. Want to let you know if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we want to let you know, folks, no matter what walk of life you are from, we really do hope you feel welcome And we are excited about today's debate. It's going to be fun, and we are thrilled to have our guests with us. want to remind you, it's a controversial topic, but do want to encourage you to focus your attacks on the arguments rather than the people. We are really thankful to have our guests Kay and Ariel with us today, and so we want to show them that appreciation, and so we are going to introduce them in just a moment. But let me first just let you know about the format. It's going to be roughly 10 minutes of openings from each side and that'll be starting with k and then after those opening statements we'll go into open conversation followed by about 30 minutes of q a and maybe a little bit less than that for q a so do get your questions in early folks and what we're going to do now is introduce our guests we're thrilled to have them here so Thanks so much for being with us again, Kay. We'll start with you. And so Kay is representing the pro-life side tonight, and Kay is linked in the description. So Kay, if you can let people know, what can people expect to find at your link in the description? Thanks for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. I always love coming on, and I'm excited to have this discussion tonight. Um, I am Kay Fellows. I am a pro-life activist, uh, political activist on the side a little bit. Um, In my link below, you're going to Find uh, my Twitter, which is where I'm most active most of the time. Uh, I talk about pretty much whatever I want to talk about over there. Um, You're probably you're also going to find a link to um, my YouTube channel, which I recently started uploading to again, uh, very recently. Uh, Again, just. Whatever I really want to talk about. I talk about abortion. I talk about different political issues. I talk about different social topics. Um, I just kind of like to delve into whatever interests me. Um, and that's pretty much on every platform. Um, and after this show, I'm actually going to be on a political panel live stream over at uh, my co host, Tom Foolery PC. We stream on YouTube. Twitch, and Facebook. So I will be on there later
1: tonight after the show and welcome you guys to join us there later. You got it. Thanks very much, Kay. And Ariel. first time here. We're thrilled to have you. And I want to let you know, folks, her link is in the description as well. And so both of our guests are linked to the description. If you want to hear more at any time, hey, click on those links. And Ariel, what can people expect to find at your link? And thanks for being here with us.
3: Thank you for having me. I, I have not talked about abortion on my channel, I don't think. Maybe a passing here and there, but nothing like this. This is why I decided to do this debate. Um, And I would say most of the time I talk more about LGBT, um, LGBT rights, LGBT culture, women empowerment. Um, And recently, very recently, I would say, uh, I I became outspokenly, you know, I guess I've become more outspoken against uh, the, the progressive left, we could say. So I, I, I took a stand against the, the woke mobs, <laughs> and um, I post a lot of videos um, debating, you know, the, the new the new woke culture, we'll say.
1: You got it. We're thrilled to have you here, Ariel. This is going to be a blast. And so what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to kick it over to Kay for the opening statement. And so, Kay, I've got the timer set for you. And again, that's flexible if you, you know, whether it be a below or a little bit above the time of 10 minutes, the floor is all yours, Kay.
2: Well, as you know, I never take up the full 10 minutes in my introduction, Jane, but uh, I am a pro-life activist. I've been a pro-life activist for about seven years. I think it'll be seven years this year. Um, I believe that all human life is valuable. I think that it's an inalienable right to have the right to life. And I think that it's a foundational building block for all of our other rights. And I think that it starts with uh, protecting our our most vulnerable and the people, those of us that, that, that can't do it themselves. I think that it's it's a huge part of having a functional um, society that we protect the most vulnerable of our species. Um, with that being said, uh, I am what they call a social pro-life activist. So I do believe that we should be doing everything that we possibly can uh, both in the social aspect and the legal aspect to help bring abortion numbers down. It's not just about making abortion illegal. It's about protecting these women and forming a culture in a society that is more accepting of women that find themselves in unplanned pregnancies, making, creating a culture uh, that not just respects life, but values life and wants to create an environment that's healthy to bring children into and is helpful to the, to the women that, that face these, these hard decisions. And, um, a big part of my activism is breaking down the reasons why women get abortions so that we can prevent them from happening. If, a woman has other options legitimate other options um she's less likely to go into an abortion clinic and so that's where my activism really like plays a part i i'm not a huge uh i'm not a big player in making abortion illegal i don't take part in a lot of those conversations i'm definitely not active in that type of environment but i do think that there's a lot that we can do on the social level to help prevent abortions from happening and not just Stopping abortions from happening, but really, really helping women in in this culture. I do believe that we still live in a very patriarchal culture that is not catered towards women. And I think that there's a lot that we can do to change that.
1: You gotta think I like much, everything
3: Kate. you said. I like everything you said. <laughs> I feel like it's not gonna be as much as a, of a debate as people think, but I think it'll be more interesting because of that. Because I think we have varying ways of looking at things. And hopefully that's how the world can come to better conclusions and how to how to deal with issues, right? I think that the first point I would like to make is when when people hear pro-life, they think the automatic, you know, the other end of the spectrum is pro-death. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pro-choice, right? And I think that's, a, a I think it's important to note that because I don't want people to think that I'm okay or that a lot of pro-choice activists are okay with killing innocent babies, like kill, killing innocent lives. I think that we just want women to know that you know their body their choice sort of thing and i know that the argument against that is that it's not our body and i think you know what i have to say to that i think is you know when when does science say uh, that a body not not i i know that science says that it is a life but when is a body considered a body is it is a baby growing inside you a body if it cannot stand if it cannot live on its own you know what I mean? Like if it cannot live and breathe on its own, so to speak, like obviously when you have the baby, then you have to feed it. Right. When, my question would be to science, when is or I guess it would be more politics and law because science says that it is a life when the clump of cells comes together and right it meets and that whole thing. So I understand because I'm, I'm a libertarian. I'm very aware of science, but I'm also aware of, you know, culture and, and law. And I think the thing with abortion is most women and men, but most, let's just say women for this. Most women are very aware of the science that goes into it. But I think, I think what she said, she's right. I think, I think culture has a lot to do with it as well. I think a lot of women feel lost Um, and it's not that they want to kill an innocent baby or however you want to describe that, that being. I think that, there's a lot of social implications. I think that there's also still a lot of miseducation that goes around. I think that, that socially we have a lot more work to do. And I think that maybe the issue, maybe the debate shouldn't be should abortions be illegal or are you pro pro-choice, pro-choice or pro-life? Maybe the debate should be how do we keep women from having from having to have abortions, you know? I think that's the the best progressive step forward. How do we stop it from happening at all, right? That's like ideal. And I guess some religions would say, oh, you're not supposed to have protection, whatever, you're not supposed to use protection. Some people can't afford birth control or some people can't um, like hormonally go on birth control. So there's arguments with that. But I think generally that's like where I stand at the moment. I, I think that it's it's a lot more, there's a lot more nuance that goes into it than people
1: think. You got it. Thanks very much, Ariel. And then what we're, I forgot to mention, folks, we are excited about the future as Matt Dillahunty will return next month. And that'll be against Samuel Nassan and a debate on whether or not Jesus fulfills prophecy. So do hit that subscribe button as you don't want to miss that one live. It's going to be epic, folks. And want to give you a reminder, our guests right now are linked in the description. And with that, we're going to jump into the open discussion. So thank you both very much. The floor is all yours.
0: Okay,
2: so uh, I really like the fact that you brought up the aspect of religion, because this is actually um, something more recently for me in my pro-life activism, something that I've kind of like butt up against a brick wall with, um, and has kind of gotten me blacklisted amongst several pro-life organizations. Mm-hmm. I believe that there should be a separation of religion and pro-life activism, and thankfully that there is a very large sector of our movement that is kind of drifting this way. It's a more of a secular argument. Uh, We look at, we look at the science and we, we break down the argument of science from a completely secular standpoint without, without the aspect of religion. But this is really where that, that social aspect comes into play because you, you're right. It is more nuanced because at the end of the day we can break down every scientific argument like yes you know life begins at fertilization yes it's a human being so on and so forth but there are a lot of cultural aspects that go into this you know women do overwhelmingly feel trapped i i believe this at, at currently at the last statistics that were taken like over 70% of women that have abortions said that they would not like there was an underlying socioeconomic reason why they were having abortions so that's of abortions that we could potentially prevent from Mm -hmm. happening if we as a society were just willing to adjust and like you brought up birth control and I'm a libertarian like I think you know like the government's taxes the crap out of us and they they misspend it but i also am well aware that the government's not going anywhere and neither are taxes and if they're going to spend our tax money on things i would like to see it go towards something like free contraception or low-cost contraception so that people can afford it and can get easy access to it because that is that is a huge thing um child care i talk i can talk for days about Getting access to childcare, particularly for teen moms that are still in high school and young moms that are still in college. I think that's a huge thing that plays into why women get abortions is that they're afraid they're not going to be able to finish school. Because how are you supposed to focus academically on your schoolwork whenever you have a child that you have to take care of 24-7, 365? So there are so many things that we can do as a society to help these women in these what seems like an impossible situation. My two children were brought into, you know, they were conceived in a a loving, stable marriage. Um, My husband and I were happy with, you know, each time we found out that we were pregnant. And even then it was scary. Pregnancy in and of itself is a scary thing. And it's incredibly terrifying for a lot of women without all of these underlying outside pressures that they then have to think through whenever they find themselves pregnant unexpectedly.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I understand that. I, I also wanna note the fact that, um, obviously I'm not a person of color, but I know, I know for a fact because of all the Black Lives Matter activism that was going on over the summer, that most Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics are in black neighborhoods. And I think that says a lot about culture too. Um, and where we need to focus more of our energy and education on. Um, so that's, that's probably maybe, maybe another topic. Cause that's more about like, you know, race issues. And, um, but I think, I think it does have a lot to do with this as well, because I, I think it was like, I can't remember the exact statistics. I don't, I, I don't even have it in front of me to pull it up, but it, it, it the majority of abortions were performed in like black neighborhoods. Um, so I, 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 tend to agree with you. I think a lot of it could be prevented but because I believe in, again, like the my body, my choice type of thing, I don't think that abortion is a good thing, you know, but I think it's an important thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. And there are a lot of people. Um, I, I don't think, well, I guess what I'm trying to say, sorry, I just want to cut, cut you off just for a second because I forgot what I was going to say. Um, what I'm trying to say is I don't think that I don't think that most people that have abortions feel good about it. But they know it's the right thing for them, and I think that's where a lot of pro-life activists get it wrong. It's not that these women are happy about it or think it's like I said, think it's good. They just think that it's what they need to do. It's it's what they have to do, kind of thing, you know?
2: Yeah, and that's where people where pro-life activists like me, or more social pro-life activists, really come in because it is an overwhelming issue where you know we're not you're not seeing an overwhelming amount of women you know going into abortion clinics you know blowing those little party buzzer things like you know with balloons like this yeah. is an incredibly difficult thing to go through and for me it breaks my heart that so many women have gone through this have been put in positions where they felt like they had no other option like this is this is it like either i do this or my life is over mm-hmm. and that to me that shows such a huge failure as a society with women. Like we're supposed to, we supposedly, you know, 2021, we supposedly live in this, this age of such, you know, enlightenment and just empowerment and like women are just living high, but I don't think that we ever truly got out of the the patriarchal society that we had been living in back in the fifties and sixties. And it was, abortion was like a, a putting a bandaid on a bullet wound and then saying that they they solved the problem whenever they didn't because women shouldn't have to choose such a, a harsh abhorrence this terrible tragic thing in order to feel like they they can they can get educated they can get a high school education college education they can pursue their careers they can pursue their dreams because of something that is biological about about females like this is just our basic here. biology
3: Do you think that men today feel the same way that women do about having kids like oh my god my life is over what no. do you think that's specifically a woman thing because a maybe a lot of men will leave the woman to do it herself or because we're still possibly in that you know mindset where the, the woman has to stay home and the man goes out and does what he wants type of thing I, I don't know like I'm trying to figure out not that I agree or disagree with you I understand what you're saying I'm just trying to reel it in to understand you to understand exactly what you're saying especially for the viewers at home too.
2: I think that there are men out there that take the the news of an unplanned pregnancy with the same amount of weight that women do in regards to what their future looks like, but at the same time even those men that are like, you know, now I have to completely change shift gears on what I was planning on doing with my life because now I have to take care of a child. Right. Even those even those men that, you know, step up to the plate and realize that to the same extent don't have the same pressures that women do. Because like you said, men, you know, even though they're considered, you know, scum of the earth, pieces of garbage, like they do still have the options of having that out. Whereas women, they do have to go through the pregnancy. And if they do at the end of that pregnancy want out, they have to go through the hardship of giving that baby away. That baby that they've bonded with for nine months gave birth to, they have to, they have to go through so much more in order to quote unquote have the out of not being a parent. Whereas men can just, you know, really just up and decide like I don't want to do this
3: later. Like peace. <laughs> Where no, it's you know. definitely yeah it's it's I would I would say it's not I would say it's partially societal and partially biological obviously like you're the, the baby's attached to you right <laughs> it's not it's not a societal thing in that sense so it's partially biological but yeah a lot of social implica- implications come with it as yeah like men, men can just straight up get up and leave and and not feel as guilty about it as a woman would I could be wrong but that's generally what I've seen anyway that's what I've seen um and yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree well, with a lot, of, a lot of what you're saying.
2: And also like with on the social aspects, you know, men, even if even if they do, you know, step up to the plate and decide that they're going to, you know, be an equal parent, like they're still not an equal parent, like a, a man doesn't have to give up his his career or drop out of college necessarily because he got a woman pregnant. There are so many more obstacles that a woman has to go through being pregnant, trying to finish school, trying which to get it higher. And yeah, which, yeah, which is that's also true. like very much cultural because yes.
3: while, you know, there are that's some men. Feminist, that's a really good feminist talking point.
2: Yeah. There are some,
3: as an empowering women, not hating men. Yes, sure, yes. I don't hate men. We don't, <laughs> I'm a lesbian. <laughs> we,
2: <laughs> we don't, don't hate, hate men, men. here. <laughs> we're, we're not hating on men here, yeah, but right. there are, mm-hmm. you know, like... I I am not a I'm not a man hating feminist, but whenever you look back through history and how we got to where we are and why, you know, abortion was able to become so prevalent in our society to a point where women feel like they have no other option, like this is the option in order for me to be able to pursue my life how I wanted it to. Is because of men. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, men did not want to adjust our culture and our society to accept women in all of our biological states and the fact that we can get pregnant even whenever we don't want to. And that's how we got here. And I think that it's going to be on the backs of men that we get to where we need to be. Men need to be willing to adjust and acknowledge that there are so many aspects of our culture that need to change in order for women to... Be truly not just seen as equal, but be truly
3: equal in all aspects of our society. I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. and I think unfortunately, I think a lot of people, I don't know people, I don't know about the audience that's watching this right now, uh, or the people that are view it online after, but I know a lot of conservatives are gonna see that as us being super woke. but i I, I think I think it's true. I think society does have to change. I don't think that means hating men or hating cisgender people or hating straight people in the process, right? But I think society has to. What doesn't have to change? It has to evolve, right? Like that—that's the actual truthful definition of. Of it should be the truthful definition of progressivism, um, is is for, for people to to be seen as equal, but we're not the same, but we we would like to be seen as equal and treated equal, right? Even though we're not the same, the same and equal don't mean, don't mean, pun intended, don't mean the same thing, right? Um, But equality is, is a really, really important thing. And interesting that you brought up the fact before that, would you say like 70% of women that had abortions didn't necessarily want them? Or what did you say? What was it? Uh, They they felt like they had no other
2: uh, yeah. 70% of the abortion statistic is made up of women that listed socioeconomic reasons as to why they yeah. were getting abortions. Not just like, I just don't want to have a child right now. It's because yeah. it's I want to be able to finish school or I'm going to have right. to give up my career or something like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think most women, even a lot of lesbians um, do want children. I, I, I think it's just a timing thing and timing usually has to do with, Either economics or education, um, sometimes just relationship status, you know, stability. So I think that's a lot of cultural things as well. And yeah, I think a lot more. A lot more goes into this than people think. You know, it's not just like okay, I'm okay with killing babies. Okay, I'm okay with not killing babies. <laughs> it's like it's not. That's not what I, I feel like. That's not what actual activists are arguing. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a lot more complicated than... I think a lot of these issues are just more complicated. That's why we can have hour-long debates about them, right? You know?
2: Yeah, and it's funny because, like, there is this, like, this stigma around it, and it's it's gotten to... Because abortion is such a hot topic, it really has gotten to... You do have people on both sides where it's just, like, you have this stigmatized idea of, like, what I believe and what I support. So I'm going to pretend that, like, this is actually, like... They become, like, radicalized almost, like where, you know, you do have people online joking about, you know, like taking dead fetuses and flinging them against a wall, like a, like like a, you know, a sticky toy. And you have people on the right, like talking about how they do want to actually can just control women's bodies. And it's all about, you know, shoving women back into the kitchen. It's like, we're not accomplishing anything like whatsoever by just screaming at each other. And the majority of us are really just like, you know, Hey, like you're pro-life I'm pro-choice. Like let's meet in the middle. And like, make this a more welcoming society that benefits women because that'd be kind of
3: awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, I think you're the perfect person for this. I, I'm happy <laughs> that, that he chose you. I, I have a question for you. And I know this is a question you get asked a lot and I know people's answers. I don't know your answer though. Are you, when you say you're pro-life, does that mean that you are pro-life in every situation or just specific situations or, um, yeah, that's, that, I guess that's the best way to say it, yeah.
2: Um, I'm what they call a consistent life ethic activist. So I am pro-life from the moment of fertilization all the way to natural death. I don't believe in any exceptions to the rule. Um, I am anti-abortion all the way. I am anti-death penalty. I am anti-nuclear weapons. I'm anti-war. I'm anti-euthanasia and assisted suicide. Like, I think that mm-hmm. whenever it comes to this topic either human life is valuable or it's not valuable. And I don't believe in making exceptions to that rule because even even in the most horrifying of circumstances, it is a human life that is being ended and snuffed out and gone forever.
3: Okay, so my question for you is, I I guess my counterpoint would be, I don't think that, at least myself, I don't think that I'm arguing that human life is not valuable. I think that what we're arguing is, is the value of the human life equal to the amount of suffering it might cause somebody, right, to to, to, to live on, right, because you said, you know, obviously I'm anti-war, I don't think anyone's pro-war, <laughs> I think we're pro-wanting to change different societies, and, you know, we want to, we want to control cultures and stuff, which I'm not personally a fan of either, but, you know, that's how capitalism, you know, happens sometimes. Um, I think, yeah, I think that I think it's difficult to have a conversation about being pro-life in every situation. Um, I have not been at all a victim of of rape, but I have friends that have been, and I know that's obviously a topic that we have to talk about. Um, and I I find it difficult for someone to for someone to believe that I guess I guess for someone to believe that someone that a woman should be forced to carry out said pregnancy. Um, to full term and then have the baby um, after they had experienced the trauma, you know, that, that, that manifested through that. So for me, it's not the human life is invaluable. It's the suffering that comes with it. And is, the, is the suffering that's going to cause the other human life in this, in this situation? Is that more of, is it less value? Like which, which human life are we talking about? Which one's more valuable? You know what I mean? I think that's what it comes down to. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. I do, of course. I just think it's complicated. <laughs> does that make sense? It, My point it makes is. Sense.
2: Yeah, it is incredibly complicated. And whenever you're talking about situations like rape, you know, we can't just pretend that there are there are a lot of pro-lifers out there that like to sweep it under the rug and be like it only makes up like one percent of the abortion statistic. But this this is what this is something that happens. It does, right. and it's a reality. And there mm-hmm. are children, you know, there are living human beings walking this earth now that were conceived in rape. And this is a horrifying issue. And I think that um, it is something that is something that needs to be treaded lightly on and something that needs to be addressed situation by situation. I don't believe in abortion, even in cases of rape because I don't believe in causing, giving punishment to an innocent human being that in no
3: way took part in how they were conceived. I But I, understand that. Yeah, I guess but, how I feel about that—the the punishment aspect—is I, I believe in. I'm a spiritual person. I don't necessarily believe in religion, but I, I'm I'm pretty spiritual, and I think that I think trauma can manifest in, in in somebody's being like super early, and I don't know. I I don't know if like we're both trying to figure out what's best, right? Like I don't know if it's best for someone that that a child that was conceived out of rape to like have their have their I guess my question would be find these people later on in life and see how they're see how they're doing like if they're doing well and they lived a normal healthy life then maybe it's not the worst thing but at the same time I I feel like if there's if there's spiritual trauma and emotional trauma and physical trauma that early on in someone's um in someone's life even if they're in you know the mother's stomach the mother's like you know like regretting every second of this pregnancy like how is that going to manifest in in this in this kid's upbringing and and this kid's um even if the mother doesn't verbally say it right like the energy's still there and still behind it and that worries me for the well-being of the kid in a different way than what you're arguing I guess. We're both yeah. worried about the well-being of the kid and of, of the mother just in different ways. You know what I'm saying? That's
2: Yeah. And yeah. like there's a lot of not just in cases of rape, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into this conversation because, you know, you talk about uh, adoption being an option for for women that don't want to don't want to be mothers at the end of their pregnancy. Um, and you talk about the the possibility of that child not being adopted and then going into our absolutely horrifyingly awful foster care system and then you have that abuse and you have that trauma and as right. as someone that you know had a fair amount of, of childhood trauma going growing up i always argue that yes you know there was trauma there and Mine wasn't even nearly what so many children experienced. And I think that is horrible and it absolutely breaks my heart. And, you know, I'm one of those people that if I could put every pedophile, child abuser, anybody that's ever victimized a child ever on an island and nuke that island, like I would sleep just fine at night knowing that I had killed all those people. Um, but, but wait,
3: you said you're pro you're not
2: pro death penalty though. Just curious. Just, try I, I will, I am not pro allowing
3: the States to kill someone, but okay, I, so have, I have, I have, you're pro allowing yourself to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. If I walk that I disagree. This, I think pedophile should be, I think, you know, I think. I think child molesters should be should be just I I
2: tell people all the time, like I am I am pro-life for the whole life. But if I was walking down the street and I saw someone beating a pedophile to death, I would turn around, I would walk the other way, and I would not lose an ounce of sleep over it that night. But um whenever it comes to the possibilities of a child experiencing any level of trauma throughout how they were conceived or how their childhood goes because they were born into less than perfect circumstances. Mm-hmm. They still have the they still have the potential. they still have the the option potentially to go on and live their life, how they how they want to live it and heal from that trauma and have a very a very long and fulfilling life. And as as a as one human being, I can't justify saying that I or anybody else could, say whose life is and is not worth living at because of these certain circumstances or potential circumstances that they might be born into.
3: I see what you're saying. So, so basically from what I'm gathering, I think your, your main, stop Siri. I'm not talking to you. My phone's going off. Um, when I'm gathering, I don't even, I didn't even say anything. What I'm gathering is you want to see the value of the, the baby or the fetus or whatever you want to call it. Of, of that being as equal to the value of the life of of the mother of said mother so and and i completely understand that point i think it's just like i said is it, i guess i guess technically let's say let's i um i'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like a douche let's say somebody God forbid somebody was raped they're forced, let's say they're forced to have a baby, I don't agree with it, let's say they're forced to have the baby, in your mind, is it, is it kind of one of those, like, well, it's only nine months of their life, and then they can kind of heal through that trauma as the mother, and then the baby also still gets to live on kind of thing, is that, like, where your mind is at?
2: Kind of, yes, and I, I don't want to just brush it off, like, it's only nine months, like, pregnancy is definitely not an easy thing, and it's, it takes time, but, you know, they do, like, the, the child, gets to, to live instead of having their entire existence, you know, wiped off, uh, off the face of the earth. And the mother does have the option of, of moving on with her life and healing from what she experienced and what she went through. And I think that as a, one of those societal things that we should do is that assistance for these women should be more readily available. Women should be able to have access to, you know, therapy and trauma help. And any amount of assistance that they need to get through these experiences, whether or not they they ended up pregnant or not, resources for women that experience sexual assault are incredibly lacking in our society. And I think that's a huge step that we need to take as a society in helping curb abortion.
3: Oh, no, definitely. I have a question. So, because I know you go by science, and you you said you believe that you know life begins at fertilization, right? Do you also believe in reincarn- reincarnation, in a sense that, in in in, a def- in the definition, in the way that science, in the way that science would define it, meaning, you know, all energy is just like there's no energy is not created or or uh, or destroyed, like the energy just kind of turns up in different places, right? So that's another thing that I believe in, which which is backed by science, right? That if the, because I believe in souls, spirits, energies, whatever you want to call them, if that energy clump of cells, fetus, baby, whatever you want to call it, um, if that being, we'll just say being, if that being is terminated, personally, I believe in reincarnation, or I believe the transfer of energy. So I believe that being will eventually come, where, come out where it's supposed to come out. Does that make sense? Uh, come to fruition, so to speak where it's supposed to. So I think that's another argument it, 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 for me in favor of being pro-choice. Um I think that I I mean if like if I if I was if I was well I was I was going to say if I was. We all were, right? We were, we were all in that situation at one at one point we were all in somebody's belly and somebody's womb, blah blah blah. If I as a soul or spirit whatever you want to call it had an energy had a choice to make. And I was like, okay, like, do I want to go through this really rough life or like take a step back and go through this path instead and have a great life? Like as a soul, like which one would you choose? You know what I mean? Like if, if there is a choice in the matter, like, I don't know, nobody knows. Right. Cause nobody knows really what happens after death, but I can understand. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, I think you can understand me I think you understand what I'm saying because it's also science-based, so I try to add that into the debate when I talk to people about this kind of stuff. Um, But what do you think about that? Do you believe in, you know, um, reincarnation in the way that science defines it, you know?
2: Scientifically, yes. As far as, like, the idea of reincarnation as, like, a spiritual aspect, uh, I'm not exactly sure where I fall on that. I'm kind of on, like, a spiritual journey right now. I used to be, I grew up, traditional christian and now i've like branched off into paganism so i'm kind of i'm on a very long spiritual journey right now but i do like to believe the idea that you know whenever a a soul dies whenever someone on this earth dies um that that energy is transferred and they do come back as a different being i think that it's a, a beautiful way to to see death um but from that aspect um i I wouldn't say that because they could come back as a different being that it would be justification for ending their lives
3: as the being that they are now. Okay, so I think your argument is life is more important than potential suffering. And my argument is potential, if we have the option to not suffer, you know, I I would... I would rather take that. Off. You know, that's that's where the pro-choice comes into play. It's like is suffering is suffering for this being worth it, um, which is why why I'm also okay with uh, assisted assisted. Uh, I guess you call it assisted suicide, but assisted. Um, what's the? T- I don't even know what the technical euthanasia. Term okay, euthanasia. Yeah, I'm. I'm technically. I would. I would be pro that, depending on the situation, of course, um, because again, I think. I think suffering to an extent makes people grow, but I think suffering, you know at, at some at some point, suffering just doesn't help anybody, e- even the person that that's that's currently alive, the difference between being alive and living type of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's a suffering argument, I think, is what we're having, not a not a pro-life and pro-choice uh, thing. It's like who's who's meant to suffer, who's not, and you know which which life is more valuable um Which energy is more valuable? So I, I try to look at it from science and from spirituality, and in a sense, like like I said, energy. You, you don't have to call it spirituality. Paganism. I think. I guess we would just call it Mother Nature. Maybe. I guess Paganism. Maybe. um Yeah, that's. It's an interesting. It's interesting that we figured that out pretty early, pretty early on into the debate, into the debate. Right, like a half an hour in, we're like, oh yeah, it's all just about suffering, really, because it's. I feel like that's what most debates are about. It's really who deserves to suffer and and you know what suffering is is deemed acceptable in society because nobody wants to die, but unfortunately, everybody does suffer some at, le- at least at some point in their life in some way mentally, physically, socially, financially. You know, there's there's all just different types of suffering um, spiritually. So I think a lot of the debates are less about politics than people think and more about simply just suffering of of beings.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that and there is, you know, unfortunately we live in a world that is absolutely full to the brim of suffering. Right. And um I don't I don't support the idea of anybody suffering. Um but I also don't support the idea of one human choosing for another that like you might suffer in life and therefore I'm choosing for you not to have that life where you might suffer because I don't believe that I see what you're saying. It is it's,
3: it's your like that life. famous that yeah. famous thing the train the train's like gonna run over somebody unless you pull the lever and then it's gonna kill 10 people or something. I forget what do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's, yeah that's the that's the what you're saying. I understand that point too. I think yeah I think it's I think it's just like where you are in your in your in your spiritual journey or or enlightenment and how you view the world is how you're gonna how you're gonna view important topics like this you know yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just very pro-freedom and, and anti-control so anytime anyone tries to control somebody too much that just makes me like it irks me um, so when I see somebody trying to say that you know what another woman has to do with her body it just it rubs me the wrong you know it, it it rubs me the wrong way, yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I think most intelligent people can understand both sides. With if as long as they're not getting emotional about it, I think it's I think it's pretty easy to see both sides of the argument. Um, I am curious to see what the moderator has to say, though he hasn't spoken in a minute.
1: <laughs> I always striving to be as neutral as possible. I can't jump in, though. I I will ask. Like, are there any maybe is there like a, well, we've heard Kay's kind of time threshold in terms of when she would say she would be pro-life in terms of like, let's say what trimester a person would draw the line. And so that's something I'm curious, like if you two might have disagreement on, uh, just to kind of explore those issues and not for the sake of like creating sparks and fly a fire, but more so just kind of the difference of perspectives that I think is, uh, I'm curious to hear what you guys would both say. Or
3: um, mm, that's a real tricky. That's a tricky one because I, I don't really know how to answer that yet. It's not something I've had to deal with because I'm gay, <laughs> but um, and I've I've never slept with men. But I think that I I think it's really about judgment. It's really about being judgmental, isn't it? It's like we're judging when we think if if we're if we're not going by the scientific definition of when life begins then it's really just about judging when you think a baby looks enough like a baby, I guess, right? Or a baby looks, or that being looks human enough. Um, I, I don't know how to answer that. I think I definitely don't agree with late trimester, you know, fourth trimester, third trimester abortions. I think that, I think my answer to that will be if you want to have one, or I should say, if you need to have one, um, or if you want to have one and like, you know, accidents happen type of thing and you have no other choice. um, I would say just, my answer would be to have it as early as possible. That's the only good way I can say it without going against my morals and science completely, you know? It's not like, okay, this is the line. It's like, no, it's all kind of fucked up but I understand why people do it. I don't think it's like, again, I don't think it's good that they're doing it, but I think it's important that they have the option. I think it's important to have freedom of, I think it's important to have freedom to have control over your own life to the best of your ability. Um, that makes sense. I hope that made sense.
1: I see what you're saying. And we also, another thing is we've gone almost an hour and this is usually where we'd go into the q a what we could do is start pulling from some of the questions that have come in already and so these may be more pointed (laughs) so uh but don't worry I, i think you guys uh you guys are both quick on your feet so I think you guys will be ready for it and we do have one from Tuss Beatbox as well thanks oh, by the way Tuss Beatbox is a huge supporter of the channel in terms of like we, we appreciate everything you do Tuss and Tuss asks for K if a woman is kidnapped and then hooked up to another person so that the other person's life is dependent on the woman staying there and hooked up is she forced to stay regardless of length of time? So this is kind of like the old violinist argument. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that's
3: the argument that I said, too. Yeah. Is, it, is, it a, is it a functioning being if it cannot survive without the mother? That's the argument I brought up, too. Mm. Yeah,
2: well, my
3: argument with this is... like.
2: No, she is, she's not required to stay hooked up to some random stranger that she was kidnapped and hooked up to in the middle of nowhere against her will. Um, without bringing in the idea of, of rape, um, this isn't, this isn't how pregnancy happens. Uh, pregnancy is not a woman being kidnapped and unintentionally hooked up to another human being. Um, and also, uh a fetus is not some random stranger out in the middle of nowhere that you were kidnapped and hooked up to. This is, this is biological offspring. This is by all intensive purposes, this woman's child. And as a society, we have already established social norms about what we expect from parents in protecting their children. If, if a, if a parent is with their child and they're both drowning and the parent just let that child die in order to save themselves from any kind of suffering or death, you would look down on that parent for allowing that child to die. This isn't just some random stranger. It's not some random being. This This is somebody that was brought into the world through intentional action that we as human beings know can potentially lead to pregnancy. And if it results in a pregnancy, this is your biological offspring. This is somebody that is related to you this is your child so i don't i don't see the comparison with this argument at all
1: gotcha i think
3: he's trying to make the comparison that i made it it is is a being is a being considered a life legally i guess if if it cannot function without another being present i think that's his argument He can correct me if if i'm wrong though And I understand where you're
2: coming from. Um, Whenever I, I, with that argument, I kind of argue that, you know, there are, unfortunately, through, you know, suffering and the fact that we are flawed beings, there are are a lot of people that cannot survive on their own without the use of, I mean, it's not another human being, but without the use of machinery and technology. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten to the point as a society to where women have the option of transferring their fetus to technology instead of the use of their body. We haven't progressed to that point, but I wouldn't say that the fetus is not a human being because they have to be reliant on someone else or something else to survive. Um, Especially because it is, it is, temporary they are they are growing and they are developing they're they are eventually going to get to a point where they can survive on their own whereas there are plenty of people in the world today that will never be able to do that and i wouldn't want to strip their humanity away simply because they cannot live on their own
1: next up We'll jump to the next question appreciate this one from brandon ardeline says what does preventing women from having a glob of cells sucked out of their womb do to reduce crime improve the economy or solve world hunger
2: i'm guessing that was directed towards me um i do not i reject the idea that if more children are like that we should be killing, killing human beings so that they don't potentially commit crimes in the future. I think that's a horrible argument. I think it's kind of eugenic sounding um, as far as like, and I I would put that as, I would go as far as to say the same thing for the economy. We don't kill human beings so that our economy thrives and so that there's less crime committed.
3: Um, <sighs> yeah. <you're- laughs> sometimes sometimes we do we're just talking about like political stuff like war and shit like sometimes we do kill human beings so that other humans stay alive um but ideally we wouldn't right i understand what you're saying Especially because, like this, these aren't like
2: it's not like they are convicted criminals. I mean, you can't even make the argument like death penalties or war criminals. Like these are these are completely innocent human beings that have not made any any conscious choices yet. We can't even guarantee that they are going to commit crimes. So the idea that we should allow them to be killed for things that they might do in the future is kind of horrifying
3: to me. (laughs) No, I agree. I'm just, I'm just. (laughs) Um. Yeah. What's the next question? These are good questions so far.
1: You got it. And this one coming Obey Physics. Thanks for your super sticker. Appreciate the support. And Sigifredo Sarabia, a regular here. Glad to see you. Ask both. Why and how did this topic become so political? Can't we get to the nitty gritty in what we need? Culture that protects women who love... Wiener Schnitzel. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, uh, but basically, straight women. What I'm so uh, we'll okay. Women, like. Well, focusing on everything before the Wiener Schnitzel, they say both why and how did this topic become so political?
3: I think I think it just became I think it became very political because of religion originally. um I think a religion generally is still seen as very right wing um even though there are very very many left leaning people that are religious i still think it's just how people view it and i think the majority of old school conservatives are still very pro choice uh, very pro life and i think the majority of today's leftists are very pro choice and i i think that's i mean that it's as simple as that to me i think it started with religion and i think it evolved into more yeah more i think it evolved into just con- traditional conservative conservatism versus new age progressivism does that make sense i don't know how it got there maybe that's the question he's asking i don't know um i think maybe the answer is whatever way maybe the answer is typical conservatives are are much more about control and progressivism ideally would be seen as much more about freedom and maybe they see pro-choice as freedom and pro-life as control you know I I don't know I'm trying I understand what he's saying I'm trying to figure out how to answer it I don't but I don't know the answer really
2: I think that it became so politicized because uh, of I would give full credit I guess you could say or full responsibility of the fact that this has become so politicized to Republicans because this has been something that Republicans have campaigned on since since it became legal since Roe v Wade Republicans have been campaigning on the idea that they're going to defund abortion clinics that they're going to overturn Roe v Wade that they're going to give the power back to the states that they're going to eradicate abortion in the United States and it's just a talking point that allows them to continue to get right-wing votes because this is the hot topic on the right Right right-wingers want a pro-life candidate and they will never vote for a pro-choice candidate and republicans know that and they have just capitalized on that for all of these years knowing that they're not going to do a damn thing about
3: it i think that's a good point i think that's accurate too yeah i think i would say conservative not necessarily republican though because i i think i'm technically a republican but i'm not fully conservative at the moment you know i'm like more libertarian but that's just an argument of what words mean but (laughs) um yeah it's a good question
1: you got it and this one coming in from cider in port says with regards to the non-consenting sex and pregnancy kay said she was anti-punishing the child How is it not rubbing salt in the wound of a woman who didn't consent to sex?
2: I I wouldn't argue that it's not not incredibly traumatic for a woman that has gone through something that is already a traumatic experience and then having to experience pregnancy on top of that. I'm not going to deny that that is not something that is incredibly hard for a woman to go through. But like she said, my argument is I'm not pro-punishing and an innocent a completely innocent party, another innocent person that also did not consent to being conceived in that manner, uh, for the for the crimes, for the abhorrent actions of another person.
1: You got it. And this one from Cider and Port as well. Thanks for your uh it says, Wish you got me better opponents for my last debate. Put it in the comments box, Cider and Port. But uh red alert, thanks for your uh, he's, he's a past debater, but he's a friend of the channel. Red Alert says, glad to see you both. Hope you're both well. It seems to be about consent versus sentience versus differing values on life. What are your thoughts? I
3: think that makes sense. I think we're both pretty fond of the idea of consent. I don't think either of us believes that rape is okay. But I think her argument with consent is also in in the eyes of of. of the 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 second being right um is this 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 being did not consent to be maybe it did consent to be here i don't know but it did not necessarily consent to being killed but then again a lot of the times i I don't think anyone necessarily consents to being killed and and if you did agree with that you you don't agree with that right you don't agree with euthanasia so (laughs) this whole topic's tricky um yeah i think a lot i think i think we agree with consent i think it's i, I don't think the argument is about consent because i think we agree with that uh, on that topic i think it's again about suffering which being deserves to deserves to suffer more and, and ideally we want neither to suffer but that's not how the world works and that's the i think that's the root of the argument here
2: yeah i would agree with that i don't- don't think that there's any there's any disagreement in regards to consent. Consent's mm-hmm. extremely important. People always get always get consent, please. Mm-hmm.
1: You got it. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Corvus Crux. Wait, hold on a second. I'm asking this. I honestly don't know. But Corvus Crux, no, you don't get an apology. By the way, uh, so they are angry. Uh, they. Is TERF a bad word? Is that like an insult? Uh,
3: Do you want me to answer this? Because I get called that all the time.
1: Yes. Uh, It has nothing to do with
3: this, by the way. It has nothing to do with abortion, but I can answer the question anyway. Um, Technically, the actual definition of TERF is not an insult, but the way people use it 100% is these days. Um, So TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminism. Um, A lot of people will call me that and not actually understand the, the the way that they're using it because I'm actually not trans-exclusionary in my feminism depending on what type of feminism we're talking about in regards to abortion my argument would be the same for trans men that can get pregnant as as well as women like like me and Kay like i'm going to include trans men in that part of feminism because abortion is a big feminist Discussion, a big t- it's a big talking point, it's a big debate at the moment. As far as trans women in feminism, um, to me that's much more societal and less biological, because a lot of trans women or most trans, well, not all trans women can't get pregnant, right? Um, and a lot of trans women won't biologically or ever or I guess all trans women won't fully ever biologically understand what it's like to fully be biologically a female. So it depends, you know, but but there's a lot of cultural uh, debates in feminism and and trans women, I think fit a lot of trans women if they're transitioned or at least uh, at least socially live and are seen as women do fit, in, fit into a lot of these debates. Um, so I'm not trans exclusionary, but uh, I do get called turf an awful lot because people just don't know what that word even means anymore. They just use it as dyke or fag or, you know. They'll, they'll just use it flippantly without actually knowing what it means.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So sorry, I did not know that it was like. No, I don't think the so. Den- the denotation didn't seem bad. Like it. it um... no,
3: it's, it's an acronym, and it just it just means trans exclusionary radical feminism. But it's and it's like some people are legitimately like, like trans people are bad, blah blah. And it's like mm, no, science says that science says this, and it's like okay, like I agree with science, just like always. Um, gotcha. But I'm not gonna dismantle society and stuff like that because trans people exist like i'm I'm still gonna recognize the difference between bio you know biological differences and societal differences and how each potential group of people fits into either conversation you know that's all
1: you got it and mm-hmm. do want to respond is <laughs> it's, it's either the you know we have problems with it's usually people at the extremes uh that don't like our channel so i do have to say you guys we're going to host everybody we were gonna be real about that we'll even host uh, is it an insult if I say woke people do, do woke people call themselves woke
3: no they'll they'll hate you for that probably I don't okay. even know what
1: they're they <laughs> so, just call themselves progressive but them. the point is folks no apologies here so cider and Port says James let's see uh we always love a good debate call out it says James I want to call out K for a debate on this topic what's the
3: topic?
1: this abortion in particular
3: oh so he wants to re-debate this topic okay let's
2: do it it will be like the
3: fifth time that i've debated abortion on this oh channel Oh <laughs> it's like me with tra- like with women's rights and trans rights like i got no matter how many times i say the points that i'm trying to make people will people will think that they can convince me otherwise it's like no i still stand firmly in what i say i am you, always you happy to science to yeah. come on and say the
2: same things over and over and over again you're like, happy I'm with it i'm not i'm like
3: I'm i good. said my shit i'm done <laughs> i'm done leave me the hell alone. like let's have a discussion bud good for you good for you you're standing tall because i can't do that
1: we are thankful for both of you and we, we do have a couple more questions yet but uh before i jump into those i want to remind you folks our guests are linked in the description Now's a great time to click on those links you can hear plenty more from both of our guests and colin the says Modern day debate question for Kay. Should I have been forced to carry the fetus to term when I was raped? I, I think this is uh, it's a repeat
3: question, kind of.
1: It is kind. It's already kind of been asked, and so Brooke Sparrow, thank you for that question. It was already asked. Let me know if you didn't hear it. But uh,
2: can I just like really quick, because like she, she's coming from like a very vulnerable place, and I I want to express that I am so sorry for what you went through. And I don't wish any kinds of horror on you or I'm not making light of what you went through. And I think that is awful. And I'm, I, it breaks my heart that you were put in a situation where you had to come to that decision to have an abortion. And I don't, I don't look down on you for it and I don't hate you for it. Um, I stand by my, where I stand on the issue of abortion and rape, but for you specifically in your situation i want you to know that i don't i don't think anything less of you as a person as a human being um and i i am genuinely sorry that you had to go through such a horrible experience
1: thank you kay and thank you brooke sparrow as well for spending time with us and sorry that i was late on the twitch chat in, in uh, getting your questions in the Twitch chat. So I am peeking in on it now. Thanks for your patience, guys. And thank you for your question. This one coming in from Zirafa says, Ariel, what would you think of a woman who wants an abortion solely because the child is of a certain sex or their father of a certain race?
3: Hmm. I, th- I mean, they people are already doing this in China, right? Um, there, there's a thing in China where, correct me if I'm wrong, where they a lot of the times if they find out the baby's a female, they will they will have a, a, a forced abortion. Forced abortion. They'll have an abortion. Or, um, what was the question? What would I? What do I think about it? I think that it's sexist and racist. <laughs> I think I, I think that's the answer. I think that. Um, I I think it's every being, every human being is a human being, regardless of their sex, sexual orientation, or race. And I think that's more important than physical traits. Does that make sense? Where I I thought that she was going with that question was, was like physically deformed or I thought she was going to say has like a, like they knew that they were going to have problems. I I don't know how to answer that question, but that's not the question they asked. So I get to skip that question.
1: (laughs) You got it. And I don't to answer that. Kay, they have a question for you as well. Said, if a child is in a coma and dying, would you try to save them if you knew it would be at the price of them going deaf, blind, and tortured with persisting pain through life?
2: Um, I would have to say with the knowledge of that their life would be hard, I would still yes, I would still try to save their life. I wouldn't just let them die. Um, again, I am against like things like assisted suicide, but I think that if someone is going to die, um, at the very, very least, it should be the decision of theirs and not a decision that is made by somebody else that their life was not worth living. Um, I don't believe that other human beings should be making that decision for somebody else.
1: You got it. And thank you very much for your question coming in from... Seth Benedetti says, "For both, have you heard the argument from bodily autonomy? Example: Should I legally have to donate a kidney to someone I hit with a car that needs it to survive?
3: Is this a is this a like a the thing that's happening right now? <laughs> um...
1: I think it's kind of like a thought experiment to test for consistency, namely." I think they're trying to argue that if you wouldn't say that a person has to give up their kidney, then why would you say that they have to carry a baby to term?
3: Right. I understand what they're saying. I don't know. It's, it's the same argument I, I was saying before, right? Like with the, like that they, they can't live without, they can't live without you type of thing. Are they considered a being or like, we're or worthy of, of living, whatever. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know how to answer that. What about you, <laughs> That's a strange um, question. It's a good question.
2: Yeah, it's a good question, and I've heard it before. Uh, no, I do not believe that we should be legally requiring people to give up their organs to another person. Um, but again, like, this is even a person that you've put in this position where they are they could die if they do not get a kidney. Um this is still somebody that is a stranger. Um, you have no ties to them other than the fact that, you know, you were the idiot that hit them with, that hit them with your car and put them in this horrible situation. And you are going to suffer societal consequences for your actions, especially if that person dies and you're going to have to weigh that, you know, in your head of, you know, I, I killed a person and you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. Um, with, whereas with abortion, we don't, we don't see it that way you know abortions are happening by the thousands every single day and we're just kind of la da passing it off as not just something that's normal or something to be just just ingrained in our society but even to the point where it's being praised as something that's good and something that's empowering um even at this point abortion is not on on the same scale as someone being hit by a car or you hitting somebody with your car and killing them and I think that that's something that seriously needs to change, that we should, we as a society, you know, we've been working, society has worked so hard to destigmatize abortion. I personally think that abortion should be stigmatized and seen as something that, you know, is the death of a human being.
1: You got it. And this one coming in from Adam Elbilia, watching all the way from Israel. Thank you for staying up late with us, Adam. Says, did Kay say that she's pro-life even in case of a forced pregnancy if so please ask her why mentioning the choice of the woman having sex while knowing the risk
2: i'm not entirely sure what he's asking i'm i am against abortion even if the woman did not choose to engage in the act of sex that led to the pregnancy because i am against killing an innocent human being that was not part of forcing the act of sex that led to the pregnancy.
1: Gotcha. And Seth has one quick follow-up question for you, Kay. This one, two seconds, I've got... Seth's follow-up question from the last question regarding whether or not uh, the bodily autonomy argument says, Okay, Kay, what if it's my brother? There's that connection... Would you have the same answer?
2: Your brother is what you hit your brother with your car and now he's dying and he needs your kidney. Um, No, I don't think that the state can legally require you to. But good luck having that conversation with the rest of your family that you hit your brother with your car and then you let him die because you wouldn't give him your kidney. Like God. again this comes back to the social the social idea like how we view, how we as a society view abortion in different terms to these other situations like abortion is not put on the same scale as like this is a child this is your child that is being killed in an abortion that like that's what's taking place
1: You got it and with that folks thanks so much for your questions and also, want to say our guests are linked in the description. What are you waiting for? You can hear plenty more from them. We really do appreciate them. It has been a joy to have you, Kay and Ariel. Thank you for hanging out with us. It's been a true pleasure. And it's uh, we also, by the way, folks. I have to tell you that Ariel drove. How many miles do you think you drove? How many hours do you think you drove today, Ariel? Um,
3: I drove. I think four and a half hours.
1: You got and it. Then I, and then
3: I got home, and yeah, and then I ate, and then I I came right on for you guys. So,
1: so we appreciate it, it so day. much. Thank you very much. And so Kay as well, thank you. I, I know, Kay, you're, you're juggling family responsibilities and then also your everything else. And so I, I'm like, want to say thank you to our guests. With that, folks, I'll be back in a post-credit scene in just a moment to let you know about upcoming debates we have coming up. And so with that, thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. And one last thank you to our guests. It's been a true pleasure to have you both.
3: I enjoyed that thoroughly. I'm glad. I knew I was going to, I knew it wasn't going to be a terrible debate. I feel like I'm pretty good, pretty good with again, understanding both sides. I'm glad Kay was also also awesome.
2: Yeah. I, I enjoyed this thoroughly. I thought it was a great
1: conversation. Thank you both. And be right back folks with that post credit scene.